It's time to head in the shop with Kurt, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstalk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Good morning. How are you? Doing good, Kirk. Taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI. And uh, if you'd rather not go on the air with us, you can send an email in the shop at kgmi.com. We'd love to hear from you. Any automotive-related questions, go ahead and give us a call. Hey, we're really here today. We're really here. Really here. You know what? I'd been on the fence for years doing the show. Um, you know, one of my Saturday mornings back. I am so glad that I, I was looking forward to coming up here today. See? Yeah, and and I got up this morning. Um, my the inside of my house was like bright orange, and I looked out my window and I'm looking at this insanely awesome sunrise, and. If it wasn't for coming up here to, to do the show, you'd have slept right. I'd through have it. slept right through it. So, yeah, what an amazing thing! I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're and here. I'm glad too, to be too. here with you. I'm happy Brian. to be with you. Okay, thanks. fantastic. Let's get on with it, shall we? Give we us a call. Sh- we, we shall. Three six zero six seven six five four six four. And uh, Kirk brought a six inch stack of material. Not quite. No, I'm working on it though. It's about two inches. About I think two we've inches. got, uh, I don't know, 1.2 pounds of uh, information here. So it would be a good day to call. You know, when I talk to owners of, of newer cars, there's there's two features on the cars that, that people have a tendency to, to really dislike. Um, a lot of people hate them. And one of them is the auto start-stop feature. Yeah. That's where you come to a stop, your foot's on the brake, and the engine shuts off. And you sit there without the engine running, and uh, you know the light turns green, and you step on the gas, and it fires right back up, and you keep on going. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's economy, fuel yeah, savings, uh, lowering emissions. Fuel sitting there idling. And uh, the, the other one is the, the cylinder deactivation systems. Mm. Mm. Common in the, the larger engines, V8s especially, in the trucks. Um, which I find them pretty efficient. You, you're cruising down the freeway with your big old V8, and it starts shutting down cylinders and uh, to where you're basically running on a three-cylinder engine in your big, heavy, half-ton truck down the freeway getting you know 28 miles a gallon in it, which is kind of impressive. So why, why are you saying folks don't like that? I, you know, there can, there can be issues. There yeah. can be issues like the car doesn't start, <laughs> or it feels there's, like it's running on three cylinders. There's there's some harshness. Like my new Subaru has that, and you come to a stop and, and it'll shut off. But if you come to a stop and you're going to start going right away, so your foot, you know, you just come to a stop. It's like okay, I'll turn off, and then you go to step on the gas, and it's like oh no, I'll turn back on. And and there's a little bit of a you know, or what the a, you know, it's a little bit jarring or jerking for that moment. And so there can be what feels like a hiccup. When it when it does that, um, then on the the freeway, you know, there's a little bit of a delay before you get power on the cylinder deactivation systems, and uh, there there are two features that that people just kind of have an issue with. But let let's talk let's talk to Tony. We got a caller here, and then I want to talk a little bit more more about those. So it looks like we've got uh, Tony on the line here. Morning, Tony. What can we do for you? Morning. Yes. Enjoy your show you almost every week. Um, I have a 03 Ford Explorer, and I got a new utility trailer and plug into the lights, and the lights don't work. I put my multimeter on the on the receptacle from the Ford. It's a flat four connector, and there's no power there for the lights or the signals. And I look underneath, and it's the wiring's covered with that plastic wrap around stuff and taped and how would I troubleshoot this? What year is your vehicle? 
Ford Explorer. Uh, well, how would you troubleshoot that? So you're not getting any power to any of the lights at the receptacle right. on the vehicle? I would, right. I would guess after how, and I, you're probably going to rewire it. That, At this point, I depend. Yeah, you're gonna. I would go back to see if there's a factory connection back there. I mean, obviously your taillights and everything work on the vehicle. Yes. Right. Okay. So. Yeah, all the lights work. Pardon. Yes, all the lights are working. Yeah. So I don't know. A lot of modern vehicles that were set up, you know, okay to tow. Um, they've actually got a, a connector back there where you can plug something in and just plug in a it's like a factory wire, a factory a cap factory, right into yeah, the wiring right harness. right and the older ones like that and I don't know O three Ford Explorer if it a lot of times everyone just kind of spliced into the existing wiring harness back there at the back of the vehicle and a lot of the places they're in a big hurry and they'll use the quick connects and scotch locks scotch locks and they. Snap them and clip the wires in, and they kind of cut through the insulation to make a connection to the wire that's on the vehicle. And over time, you know, moisture gets in there and corrodes everything up, and, you know, things quit working. So you're probably going to end up having to basically trace the pigtail wire going back and looking where it's joined into the um, vehicle wiring harness. And probably going to end up making some repairs on that. I, you know, have to open up the cut open the wires that are whatever's wrapped around them. That plastic tubing yeah, stuff. You know, and like you've got is this? Do you actually is it the four prong receptacle or the plug in? Is it just kind of like a little pigtail that's kind of flopping around there, and you know, it's not mounted into a uh, connector on the bumper on the trailer hitch. It's just a wire that is, you plug in. It is mount, mounted on a bracket, and then I can see behind the bracket the wiring harness. Okay, well, follow that, follow that wire and wiring harness up. Follow that wire and harness up to where it starts joining into the factory wiring and start looking in those locations where the that wiring harness connects to the factory wiring and that's probably yeah, where you're going to find the problem yeah i looked that far and yeah it will re- require just cutting open the you know what's wrapped around all the wires there yeah probably yeah i'd i'd i'm with kirk i'd, I'd start start taking that tape off take off the the wire loom that's over it and follow those back up you may come and follow that up and find a spot where it's damaged that the reality is, is if they've like tapped into wires and used wire taps and things like that, if you go down to Bellingham Auto Parts, the Napa store, they probably have, and if they don't, they can get one in a day, like a Hopkins wiring kit mm-hmm. um, or a Reese wiring kit, that it's either going to plug into the factory harness or it's going to go up and it's going to have connectors on it that tee into the connectors at the taillights so there's no wire splices. And uh, it'll take you a little bit of time to tear the old one out, and then to put the new one in, you'll you'll spend uh, somewhere between thirty and a hundred bucks um, for this wiring kit, and it's pretty much going to solve your problem, and you're not going to have another issue for like ten years or longer. You know, and it's also possible that um, on that O3 back then, um, there's a little module that's in that, you know, the wiring harness aftermarket wiring harness for the trailer. Um, and, you know, to lose all of the, if you don't have taillights, brake lights, you know, turn signals, anything getting to that plug-in, it may be running through one of those little modules back there that is part of the aftermarket harness. So, um, and that would be a good thing if that was the case, because you're not going to have a bunch of chopped up wires to have to deal with most likely. Yeah. Where would that be located? Who knows? Uh, sometimes Somebody behind, put it in there somewhere. Sometimes behind one of the taillights, sometimes in a, pan, a side panel in the rear of the vehicle. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it varies by cars. 
Yeah. I, the, the best way, though, to, and then you'll know how it's all installed, is to buy one of those kits. They're not that expensive, and you can spend hours chasing wires and lighting problems when just buying a new a new harness, and it'll take you a half hour to install, and you're done, and you know it'll work. Well, but, you you know, is the original equipment wiring harness all butchered up, too? You're, you may end up making some repairs. That's one of the Hopefully things that takes me a, on the old school wiring harness where you, where you can't just plug and play. Um, it takes me probably three or four times longer to install a trailer harness than a, and even on a trailer because I always kind of cut the wires and I solder them together and I heat shrink them and make sure that you know they're going to last forever. And it takes a lot longer to do it that way versus getting up there with a bunch of scotch locks and start clipping and then you buy your 99-cent a roll vinyl tape, which, you know, if you're going to be buying electrical tape, get that scotch Super 33 or 88, you know, whatever. Yeah, you get, you get the 3M 7-bucket roll stuff. Yeah, the 7, 8, 9, $10 a roll stuff that is actually still stretchy and pliable at, at Twelve degrees outside, um, you know, you got a better, better shot out of. But yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, I have soldering skills myself in that shrink tubing. I prefer to do it that method too. Yeah, because yeah. I used to work on boats doing some wiring a long time ago, and that's how I preferred to do it. But do it once one other thing right. I noticed, I was just. Uh, we're coming yeah, up. I was just we're... curious about it. Oh. Um, okay. Well, well, be, in there. Be, be real quick. Yeah, we'll be right back. Yeah, cars. In the dark, they're driving without taillights. I can see the headlights are on, but no taillights at all. What's going on there? <laughs> Sounds like electrical out. problems. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks Thanks for the call, Tony. 360-676-KGMI. You are in the shop with Kirk from Angler Automotive and Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Give us a call. Pack your bags. It's time for fun in the sun with Barron's Spring Break Getaway Giveaway. Any Barron purchase now through February 29th enters you for a chance to win. Whether it's a new comfort system, maintenance, or a tankless water heater, you could win a trip for four. Cabo, Hawaii, or cruising the Pacific. Picture yourself soaking up the rays with Barron's Spring Break Getaway Giveaway. And that's not all. Save up to $7,000 on an energy-efficient Daikin Fit Enhanced Heat Pump, providing year-round comfort that both heats and cools. Plus, it qualifies for the 25C tax credit. Or choose same-as-cash financing. Install today and pay nothing until next year. Every Barron purchase could be your ticket to a dream destination in Barron's Spring Break Getaway Giveaway all February. And Barron's Silver Shield members get 10 extra entries. Not a member? Sign up today. Don't wait for that ship to sail. Call now. Barron, your full-service HVAC, electrical, and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. Visit BarronHeating.com for details. Mattress shopping. Oh, where do you start? Soft or firm? Foam or spring? Box or base? Who's got the best price? <sighs> okay, take a deep breath. Start at DeWard and Bodie. They keep it simple, really simple. Test out mattresses, find the one you like, get it delivered to your home for free. They've created comfortable showrooms where any person can lie down and test out lots of different mattresses. When you find yours, their professional delivery team will bring it to your home, set it up, and recycle the old one. It's that simple. Plus, you can take your mattress home today paying no money down with interest-free financing. A lot of mattress stores have come and gone from this community, but DeWard & Bodie has been the premier mattress retailer in Whatcom and Skagit counties for over 20 years. Upgrade your mattress with the company you trust. DeWard & Bodie. They'll match any local price. They make financing a breeze and deliver for free. See for yourself how DeWard & Bodie makes mattress shopping simple at their mattress showroom in Bellingham. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. If you're a dad who is facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has represented men in divorce. For matters in Idaho, visit CordellCordell.com, 999 West Main Street, Suite 100, Boise, Idaho, 83702. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Their U.S.-based restoration specialists are dedicated to helping solve identity theft issues, and all plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. 
which means if you lose money because of identity theft, LifeLock will reimburse you to the limits of your plan. Go to LifeLock.com and save up to 25% your first year with promo code CLAY. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good choice. Hey, welcome back. You are in the shop. Kirk from Angler Automotive. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Send us your questions by email in the shop at kgmi.com or give us a call, 360-676-KGMI. And, uh, you know, we had Tony there, a question about his uh, trailer lighting on his vehicle, and he asked a quick question at the end there with about a vehicle with headlights on but couldn't see any taillights. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one thing I wanted to mention real quick on that in, is in almost all cars, especially cars that are, that are older than five or six years old, um, the taillight fuse is also the dash light fuse, meaning if you have no dash lights, there's a good chance you don't have taillights if the fuse is blown. Um, so if my taillights aren't working, the first thing I'm going to do is see if my dash lights are working and then check a wiring diagram to see if they are tied together on the same fuse. And you could have a blown fuse. That being, true. That, that being said, if that fuse is blown, the first place I look is the trailer hitch wiring. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if he was talking about the same vehicle on the Explorer, but uh, might be onto something there with those lights not working in back. Hey, and, you know, just a little uh, thought on, let's say you're looking for a bad fuse. Um, I like using my little test light for checking fuses, and I don't necessarily go after the one fuse that I'm looking for. If I'm looking at a fuse panel, I just go through and check all the fuses while I'm in there. And um, sometimes you come across a dead fuse, and you replace it, and then you find the one that's on the circuit that you got a problem with, and you replace that, and for this, you know, the lights work. And then the power outlets work, or the interior lights work, and they haven't worked for years and years and years, and people are really tickled about this other feature that hasn't worked forever suddenly started working fixed for pennies fixed for pennies um well hey we've got some calls lined up here you know what kirk people you know what kirk we have kirk on the line hello kirk 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 you've got kirk here haven't heard from you for many moons how you been well there's a reason for that unfortunately Uh, hey, you remember my 08 Honda's been in Anglers several times. Yes. I've taken care of it. Uh, up to about 260,000 miles. And because I no longer live in Bellingham, I couldn't bring it to you to have it checked out. So I took it to a shop here in Spokane and, uh, got good compression and everything. But they said they could see a little bit of carbon on top of the pistons. And they made a suggestion about some additive to use, and I just thought I'd check and see what you guys recommend or don't recommend. Is the car running okay? Oh, yeah. And it's got 260,000 miles on it? Yeah, yeah. It was starting to get a little noisy on the top end, you know, the the valve clearance. And so uh, they made some adjustments. They adjusted that for me. You had mentioned that a long time ago. Yeah. That it might be something that would be needed eventually but otherwise yeah it's running great well i would expect there to be some carbon built up on the everything at two hundred and sixty thousand miles and uh i don't know i'm i'm kind of i guess old school if, if it ain't fixed or if it ain't broken don't fix it kind of thing <laughs> i don't know how do you feel i i really don't like adding chemicals to cars and um, you know, where do you buy your fuel? Are you buying good, good quality fuel? Are you buying like, top tier Chevron, something like that? Well, I've been Fred Meyer most of his life. Yeah, well, yeah, that's not top tier. No, it is inexpensive though. Yeah, you know, I, I would say if anything, maybe clean the fuel injection system on the thing. I, I just really. Usually don't go trying to decarbonize an engine unless I find there's an issue with the engine that I'm mm-hmm. actually going after a, a problem. Like, you know, I'm thinking that 
is a massive amount of carbon built up on something. Yeah, and I, I, don't I know. what's your thought on I, that? I, th- I think there's some overlap in in terminology, and they talk about you know putting an additive in. I don't know if they're talking about doing putting in the fuel or putting a cleaner down the throttle body, doing an induction system cleaning to try to clean the intake valves and the carbon out of the cylinders. I don't know if they're talking about cleaning the throttle body, which we consider part of a fuel injection service. Um, It's become pretty commonplace for places and dealerships to recommend um, induction cleaning, which which should include like cleaning the throttle body, a cleaner through the intake system, which should help clean carbon from inside the cylinders and definitely warranted in some situations. Um, but, but not always necessary. I don't think it's going to hurt anything. And, uh, Fred Meyer fuel normally doesn't have the highest amount of detergents and additives in the fuel to help keep things clean. Um, so without seeing the vehicle, I I don't think it's going to hurt it. Um, it may or may not, may or may not provide a benefit, but it is kind of a recommended service on a lot of newer cars with, uh, with different style fuel injection systems. Now, is that a uh, uh, shop-only procedure, or is it something you can buy? You know, to do, if you're putting anything down the intake manifold, any kind of liquid or decarbonizing fluid or solution, I'd recommend having a shop do it. Um, there are some some dangers and possible engine damage in doing that improperly. Mm-hmm. We have insurance. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know what they were probably charging, what, what $120, $180 for it. Well, in in this case, he the guy I was talking to said uh, run some premium fuel through it and or put some Tecron. Tecron. Tecron's good stuff. Tecron's what comes in Chevron fuel. Um, Mm -hmm. The premium is going to do nothing except empty your pocketbook. Yeah. That's what I'd always kind of heard from you guys. So you want quality fuel, (laughs) not high-octane fuel. Yeah. I, you know it's not it's not going to hurt it, but they're they're going to make us take a take a break here. Um, so I'd ask them a few more questions. Just to, if, if you're going to put a bottle of Tecron in, that's not going to hurt it. Otherwise, you can use top tier fuel, and that already has the Tecron in it. Mm-hmm. All okay. right, Good. we got to take a break Thanks. here, Kirk. Thank you. Thank you. In the shop at KGMI.com. This is Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. We'll be right back. The Lummy Bay Market at Exit 260 is where you'll find more in the store. You'll find more in the store because there's so much store, almost 10,000 square feet. The Lummy Bay Market is where you'll find everything you need for on and off the road. You'll find the best value on gas and diesel, along with way more than you would expect out of a convenience store. There's a liquor department featuring a great selection of your favorite competitively priced spirits, wines, and mixers. And of course, you'll want to check out the huge selection of ice-cold beer in their massive beer cave. Want to grab a quick bite for breakfast or lunch? Don't feel like cooking dinner? At the Lummy Bay Market, you'll find a great hot deli counter, including our brand new fried chicken, chicken tenders, and chicken wings with all the fix-ins. Make the Lummy Bay Market your first or last stop of the day for fuel, food, and more. The Lummy Bay Market, just off I-5 at exit 260 on Rural Avenue. Open 24 hours, 7 days a week. Lummy Bay Market, where, where there's, there's more in the store. store. PNW Perks is giving you a jolt of energy this week with Phoenix Coffee. You can spend $25 and get $50 to spend at Phoenix Coffee this Thursday at pnwperks.com. Phoenix Coffee inside Zazen Salon and Spa next to the Hotel Bellwether is one of Bellingham's newest treasures. Enjoy all of your specialty coffee needs as well as breakfast burritos and made-to-order sandwiches. Whether you're on the go or have some leisure time, Phoenix Coffee has you covered. Enjoy the cozy atmosphere and amazing artwork from local artist Mark Bergsma in a comfortable modern setting. Located on Bellingham's waterfront, it's the perfect place to grab a coffee and enjoy the sights of Bellingham Bay. Phoenix Coffee uses locally sourced and sustainable ingredients to make every cup of coffee special. Grab a cup today. Thursday at 8 a.m., get a $50 certificate for just $25 and enjoy a boost of energy or hot breakfast burrito while you relax and soak in the views of Bellingham Bay at Phoenix Coffee next to the Hotel Bellwether in Bellingham. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. 
Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and MyBellinghamNow.com. CBS News Brief. Right now in Munich, a meeting of world leaders is taking place, talking international security issues like the war in Ukraine. In a joint press conference with President Zelensky, Vice President Harris says... History shows us if we allow an aggressor like Putin to take land with impunity... They keep going. What happens now that a judge ordered former President Trump to pay nearly $355 million in his civil fraud trial? CBS's Robert Costa says. He will be expected to put up the money or secure a bond. And sources close to Trump tell me that process could be a real test of how much cash Trump has on hand and of his net worth. Residents of Guerneville, California, are nervous about more flooding as back-to-back atmospheric rivers come through this weekend. It's discomfort and stress. You know, uh, I can't change anything. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. Is this the Beatles? Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. Where are the auto guys? 360-676-KGMI. Or send us an email. Hey, I forgot to give a shout out to you uh, on, the last, on the last show we did. So a Ooh, little shout, a shout out, out to, now. Yeah, shout out to Brian. Um, and then how about a shout out to Dan? wonder what Dan's doing today. Uh, something fun, I'm sure. Probably making fishing lures so he can go out and catch fish on Saturday morning. Mix, mixing up some shrimp bait and putting it in the freezer so there it's all go. ready Get to go. All ready to go. Yeah. yeah. You know, our co-host Steve from the Panacea, they still got the sign up there at the corner of Britain and, and Baker Highway. And I saw a post come through on Facebook, and I drove by this morning. Somehow somebody managed to... Drive their car at high speed up an embankment in front of uh, his old property and drive into one of the outbuildings there. Yeah, at the reuse center. That's so crazy. That is crazy. So, so, so I mean, the reuse center, which was there before, and they've taken over all of the buildings, and uh, their their door shop is closed today, apparently. Well, yeah, there's a car stuck in the wall. I think they got rid of the car, but there's a, a fair bit of damage there. A couple broken doors, you might say. Yeah. Well, looks I'm like we have, uh, boy, we got a stack of calls here, Kirk. Let's, well, let's uh, get busy. Let's talk to John. Good morning, John. Good morning. Hey, thanks for your patience. No, no problem. Uh, I just have a couple of uh, quick questions, but um, I was thinking about the cars driving with headlights and no taillights. Don't some cars, I think mine's one, where you just have your kind of like your your daytime running lights that kind of look like a headlight when they're on, your taillights aren't on. And maybe some people are just forgetting to turn their headlights on. They're driving with their, their daytime running lights. That would make sense. Anyway, just a thought. Um, I have a, a battery charger, and in the booklet um, that came with it, it mentions this uh, something called Recondition, battery reconditioning, and it suggests you do it, and it has a setting to do it. And I'd never heard of that before. Is that something that you would recommend? If you have a battery that's been been fully drained or or sat for months on end, um, a lot of times they'll call it a, a desulfating cycle. And and so if you have a battery, like say your riding mower, or that extra vehicle sat all winter and the battery's dead now, I absolutely one hundred percent would recommend it. And uh, oh. the charger will pulse the battery with, like, high-frequency pulses of energy, which helps uh, 
desulfate the lead plates, get get the sulfur out, and kind of uh, zaps them. Yep, and uh, and and it can dramatically change how that battery performs after running that cycle. On a new battery or battery in good condition or one that's in a good running car and you start it every day and the battery's two years old, never has any issues, wouldn't bother. Um, but if it's been sitting completely dead or having issues, I would absolutely 100% recommend doing that. Oh, they, they sort of recommend that you do it periodically. They didn't give a, an interval. I just had never heard of it before. That's, that's why I was wondering. So there's no problems. You can maybe get some extra life out of a... Of a dying battery, it can re- resurrect a battery that seems to be at at end of life. Now, if you're if that battery is going to be your daily driver and you're going to you know send your wife or kid off to college in the car, I'd probably just buy a new battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one other question: <clears throat> I had had some brake fluid just like a couple of years ago, and I capped the bottle, you know, tightly and everything. But I'm just wondering: does can you? Is it still usable? Maybe. It'll it'll probably it'll, it'll probably it'll probably still work, but if you if you've got that old bottle sitting in what I'd call my dad's blue box of stuff that we used to have in the garage, uh, with the uh, the unknown date on it, you know, in a pinch, yeah, sure, but um, otherwise, brake fluid's cheap. Buy a new bottle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I'm just curious. Okay, thank you. All right, you're thank welcome. You. Yeah, brake brake fluid does what, Kirk? It goes bad. Why? It sucks up water. That's right. Yeah. Hey, so if you're going to get rid of your old brake fluid and wondering where to do it, don't dump it down the toilet or whatever. Head on over to? The disposal of toxics on Airport Way. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, So you can get rid of um, all these household chemicals and automotive chemicals and things like that. Fluorescent lights. Will they take fluorescent lights over? Dried up paint. Yes, they will. Only a limited number of them from homes. They don't service. They'll take them from commercial businesses for a fee, I think. Um, Give them a call. It's a great service, though. You pay for it. Our taxes help pay pay for it. And so use it and don't throw your stuff in the trash. Yeah, absolutely. They don't take um, ammunition or any nuclear stuff down there. Not at current time. No. I would like to get a hold of some mercury. I was actually pricing out mercury so I could play with it again like when I was a kid. And uh, mercury is really expensive. It is. You know, when my dad was a kid, they'd just go down to the dime store and pick up a little tube of Quicksilver. Yeah. And then the kids would play play with it on the playground. Yeah. Yeah. Times have changed. Gallium is a little bit safer, though. It does have a higher melting point. I was looking into that as well. Gallium's kind of fun. Your kids would love it. Yeah. I know. All right, let's go to, you know what? We're going to have to take another break. Holy mackerel. So, but I want to finish up with that start-stop thing in the cars. All right. And well, you know, I've, got like, I've got like 6,000 miles on my Subaru. I don't reset my trip B. I reset my trip A every time I get gas. And if I scroll through the, the info panel, you know, I can see how much gas I've saved by using the auto start-stop feature. Oh. And I'm up to almost three gallons of gas saved in 6,000 miles. That's awesome. It is. Well, multiply that <laughs> times, what, 10 million vehicles? And it, and it adds, it adds up. up. It adds up when you look at all the cars. And it does save a little bit on mine. Um, Toyota actually has on some of their cars a, a starter counter that it, 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 it ticks down. It oh, starts yeah. at 384,000. And every time the starter engages, it drops by one in the computer. And as that ticks down and ticks down every time the vehicle does the auto start-stop, eventually, if the starter activates 384,000 times, it'll come up with a check engine light that tells you it's time to replace your starter. That's handy. For the average driver, that's between 30 and 50 years for 384,000 starts. That's, um, that's, that's 20 to 30 starts a day. That's amazing. It is amazing. I, I am speechless. I, I don't know what to say about that. Well, 360-676-KGMI in the shop at KGMI.com. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive, and we're going to take some calls after the break. Are you looking for an auto shop that offers honest quality service? Hi, I'm Kirk, owner of Angler Automotive. At Angler Automotive, we strive to make sure that all of your automotive service needs are met. Angler Automotive provides the factory-recommended services that are required to maintain your vehicle's warranty. Angler Automotive, outstanding quality with honest, reliable service. 
Check us out online at anglerautomotive.com. Struggling to get that car door lock to budge? The lock might not be to blame. When the weather gets cold, locks seize up. Lubricating your outdoor locks in the fall and around New Year's can help keep them operating smoothly. Having a good lubricant on hand can solve the problem. Stop by Accurate Lock and Security today to pick up some TriFlow or LPS1 lubricant. For lockouts a little lube can't solve, call Accurate Lock and Security, the locksmiths you can trust. Accurate Lock and Security, the security professional team, online at accuratelock.net. That's Accurate lock.net attention business owners and managers looking to hire having trouble reaching the right candidates do you have more job openings than applications secure your table now for the hire me while job fair thursday march 20th at four points by sheraton and bellingham from two till six for details and to register go to cascaderadiogroup.com or just email us now at jobfair at cascaderadiogroup.com don't miss the hire me while job fair thursday march 20th at four points by sheraton and bellingham Presented by Cascade Radio Group and HireMeWah.com. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight save lives. Three six zero six seven six kgmi you are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Uh, you can send us an email in the shop at kgmi.com. And we have Jerry on the line. Good morning, Jerry. Hello. Hey, what can we do for you? Hey, well, uh, I've got a 2003 uh, 7.3 Power Stroke Ford truck, and uh, I'm not getting any. I'm not getting much heat out of the heater. Um, I put a new thermostat in because it, it seemed like it had a stuck-open thermostat, but that didn't seem to solve the problem. Is your uh, is your temperature gauge functioning or going up to the normal range on the dash? Yes, it is. Yeah, well, and you've got and you've got good air circulation coming out of your vents. Yes, and I I went through all the cycles of uh, defrost and floor and. That and uh, I could hear the door opening and closing and all that and everything. And uh, every port I've had before, it was just like, man, they just burn you out. I mean, they're so hot. But this one, it's it's warm, but uh, not hot. Like, yeah, like either either you have a based on what you're saying. If that engine's getting up to temperature, you either well, they're both circulation problems. You either have a, a a circulation problem of the coolant going through the heater core from either a, a valve or some sort of restriction, or just a plugged heater core, or there's some yep. sort of airflow problem or blend door issue. With what you're yeah. saying, it kind of sounds like a. Uh, uh, a restricted right. heater core, yeah. On the bright yeah. side, on the bright side, when it comes to Ford heater cores, those seven point three F two fifty F three fifty trucks, the heater core has an access panel back behind the glove box area, I believe it is, that you can replace the heater core. So it's not your typical Ford nine hour heater core replacement. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to take the whole dashboard out like a lot of them. <laughs> yes, it's not ba- it's not open heart surgery on your F three fifty. I would imagine the um, engineer that designed the heater core that was actually accessible probably didn't last at Ford very long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know you one of the things, Jerry. One one of the tests that I do for restricted heater cores is. Um, you know, get the engine fully hot and then put the, you know, put the air blowing in your face kind of thing. And, um, you know, let it idle once it's fully hot. Let it idle and, you know, feel that air coming out of the vent. And then rev the engine up to maybe 1,500, 2,000 RPMs and give it, you know, 15, 20, 30 seconds of doing that. 
and see if the heat increases as you increase the RPMs of the motor. And, uh, uh, you know, and that sometimes will give you an indication, you know, you're building a little more pressure to kind of force that uh, water through the core. Yeah, it'll kill on itself there, for sure. Yeah. Good so, idea. Yeah, sometimes you can you can flush those, reverse flush it, spend a lot of time going back and forth, maybe an hour or two flushing it out. And and I think in a lot of situations, if that were if that were a, a two thousand nine you know Ford Taurus, mm-hmm. I, I'd be saying maybe yeah. we can try to flush this first, or just um, get rid of the car. <laughs> but but yeah, if you've got an access panel it. like that and the heater core, I think is a couple hour job or something on it. Um, if it is restricted, just a, a replacement with a, a quality new heater core might be the the best option to take care of a restricted yeah, it's 20, heater core. Yeah, twenty that. years old, so maybe I should just do that. Uh, I'll probably just bring it in. I'm, I'm kind of getting past my days of crawling up and in, into things and around things and all that. So uh, I was kind of thinking that. So it doesn't sound like it's going to be too big of a deal. Probably be what four or five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks maybe to have you get one of you guys. Yeah, probably. I, I suspect in the end the higher higher range there just to be safe. But but yeah, it beats uh, you know eighteen hundred dollars like some cars are. Yeah, my neighbor just had a Jeep done, and it was $2,000. They had to just about completely dismantle the whole car, and the shop that did it said they are never going to do one again. <laughs> <laughs> right, after, you know, honestly, after we do a job like that, I always hope another one comes in immediately afterwards because then we're all familiar with it, and the job always goes faster the second time. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, thanks. Okay. Thanks for the call, right. Jerry. Yeah, thank you very much, and I'll get a hold of you guys and uh, make it scheduled to bring it in and have it done there. One of us will get you fixed up. Thank you. You know, if I was going to spend 2000 bucks to get my heater fixed in my car, I'd buy an old-school hibachi and set it up on the floor on the passenger side. But then you have to have the windows open so you can still breathe. Well, you can crack them open. <laughs> You need to get one of those lithium-ion battery-powered heaters. There you go. You just got to keep it charged and have a few few batteries on hand. Yeah. More environmentally conscious that way. That is true. All right. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Tom Connors. Went to Mark Patrick's Hypnosis Seminar, February 6, 2019. Nothing worked before. Left there and never smoked again. Amazing. Easy, affordable, and guaranteed. A year later, with my wife Michelle, attended Mark Patrick's Weight Loss Seminar. She lost 18 pounds, and I lost 43 in eight weeks. It's true. He smoked two packs a day, and nothing worked until Mark Patrick Hypnosis. Now we're losing weight together, eating healthy, full on half the food, Crazy. Enjoying exercising? Who would have believed Mark Patrick hypnosis really works? It's amazing. I can breathe again, my blood pressure went down, and I've got so much energy. So much energy. And look great. Stop smoking, lose weight now, or your money back. Early bird special only $49.99. Join Mark Patrick's hypnosis seminar Friday, February 23rd at Holiday Inn and Sweets Bellingham. Weight loss seminar 5.30 p.m. with registration at 5. Stop smoking seminar 8 p.m. Learn more at markpatrickseminars.com. Lindale Glass is your premier window and door company in Whatcom and Skagit County. With over 35 years of professional installation experience, you can rely on the dedicated employees at Lindale Glass to provide an exceptional install. Lindale Glass features Milgard windows and doors, leading the industry with innovative, high-quality products. You can be assured of a product that is customized for your home. No shortcuts, no gimmicks, just excellent service and exceptional quality from Milgard. Visit a Lindale showroom to learn more or online at lindaleglass.com. How do we earn our reputation for repairs you can trust? Great mechanics? Yeah. Quality parts? Absolutely. But the real secret is knowing the most important part of every vehicle is the driver. And here's your keys. She's already Right on time. Thanks. With over 30 years of service, you can trust Bellingham Automotive to help you with any regular maintenance needs or unexpected repairs. Schedule your appointment at 360-676-5200 or visit BellinghamAutomotive.com. Sitting in the morning sun, I'll be sitting when the evening comes, watching the ships rolling in. 
Sounds like your day, Kirk. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm looking at um, Fred. um, He's been a listener for years, a great supporter of our show. Um, Had called in. He... um, Somebody ran into him a while back. They were on their cell phone and took out the right rear corner of his uh, Toyota here, his car. Which, which, which these days that that would be like a, a six month body shop repair after the waiting period, you know, and probably would have totaled the car twice over. Probably, but Fred, you know, he's a handy guy. He's made a lot of his own tools, shared with us, and uh, he fixed his car. Looks like for about I think he spent ten bucks on it, and um, it looks great. He modified. I'm not sure what that material. Maybe sometime you can call us, Fred, and don't have time today. But um, explain what the material you use there to mount the trailer lights on the back of your car. It looks pretty awesome. But uh, anyway, really good. I've got a picture of it right here. I'm going to hold it up to the microphone so you guys can all see too. Yeah, pretty cool. So anyway, the big thing though is, uh, you know, put your cell phone away before you drive. That way you don't go crashing into people. Thank you, Fred. Public service announcement. Absolutely. All right, looks like uh, we're going to, let's see how many calls we can get through here before the end. Okay, yeah, we're running out of time. We have a lot of cars to fix. And we've got Mark on the line. Morning, Mark. Hi, Kirk and Brian. I'll be real quick here then. Um, This isn't my question. What was that uh, battery pulsating charger device that you were talking about a few minutes ago? Did you have the brand name? I don't know which one he was using. I you know I, I'll just throw I don't know what kind he had either. Schumacher is a is a quality brand. Normally, with a battery charger that has a default desulfation cycle on it, you're going to pay a fair bit more, probably double a comparable charger. Um, but it usually has some additional features, possibly to charge like lithium ion batteries or uh, or um, glass mat style batteries. Um, but, okay. but you want to look for something that has a, a battery repair cycle or more specifically a desulfation cycle. Okay, excellent. A quick question I have. Uh, I'm, my main daily driver is a, a 2006 Toyota Matrix that I bought off my mom's best friend's late husband. Um, this and my parents' old totaled 2005 Matrix, each of these cars has the same thing, the clock, digital clock, almost not functional, like it comes on like once a year. Have you heard of this being a common problem amongst the old Toyota Matrix cars? And, and is this like the little green LCD clock that you're talking about, something like that? Yeah, it's that, like or? a greenish turquoise. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, they have like solder connections or problems that happen inside those. If you're a handy guy, you could probably find somebody online that shows a little tutorial on how to fix it. Um, okay, but usually it you know it's it's pulling it out and resoldering some connections on there. Sometimes the LCDs fail the module itself, but they do have issues on right. not just Toyotas, but a lot of other cars on those displays. We see them on Mazdas and other vehicles as well. Yeah, no complaints. I uh, love the car, so uh, thanks for the info. All right, yeah, those appreciate uh, it. Thank you. Toyota Matrix from those years are actually great cars. They got some expensive problems they can have, but not all of them have it with uh, some of the all-wheel drive systems, but great vehicles. It looks like we got uh, Kirk. Kirk, we got Andrew on the line. Andrew. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys are you guys are great. Um, my question was about, like, the fuel additives. I know Kurt had uh, the, the caller, Kurt. Kind of was the same situation that I've got going on, I think. Um, so I have a 2004 Suburban, and uh, I don't really drive it all that much, but then lately I've been driving it more. And I was coming back from Everett, and uh, or not Everett, but Auburn, and I was kind of running low on fuel when I got home, but it wasn't like the gas light came on. But then, then I parked it, and... Um, a couple days later, when I went in to start it up, it didn't want to start. It would, like, turn over and then spit a couple times and then just kept on doing that for half a dozen times. And then um, then I thought, well, maybe there was, a, um, like, the, like, a vacuum in the, in the gas tank or something. So I undid the gas cap and 
tried it again and nothing. And then I remembered that there was a friend of mine that ran out of gas, but their gas light didn't come on. So I got underneath the, the suburban and started banging on the gas tank. And then it started up. But when it started up, it was really rough, like an old tractor. You know, then kind of pumped the fuel and it so started you, up. Do you park on flat ground, Andrew, or any kind of a slope? Yeah. Nope. No slope. Flat. I, you know, it, it might have been out of gas. One of the articles we brought with us to talk about is uh, your low fuel light is lying to you. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, especially on an older car, the fuel level sender could be a little bit off. I, that's a vehicle that would be on the, uh, for age and, and mileage, probably in the extremely high fuel pump failure window. Um, and banging on the tank, banging on the tank may have woken it up. And they do have a tendency to fail when they've been run low, usually after you refill them, though. Uh oh. <laughs> that way yeah. it takes more, takes longer and more work to, to do it. But I'd be concerned about the fuel pump and about the accuracy of the fuel gauge and fuel light. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I went right away to the gas station and filled up. And then it was a couple of days later, it kind of still had a little bit of a rough start. But I started this morning and it started just fine. So, but it, I was thinking the fuel lines. Were yeah, if it started sort of after banging on the fuel tank, I think you got a fuel pump that's given up. I do too. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, cool. That's yeah, called the tap gonna... the tap test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Road vibration simulation. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool guys. All well, right. Appreciate your help. Thank you, Andrew. You know, I don't know if it's the the number of those vehicles out there, Kirk, but when you start talking about a you know an early two thousands GM you know truck or SUV that mm-hmm. cranks but won't start, it's like the it's the fuel, fuel pump. The, the fuel <laughs> pump light just goes off in my head. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so common and uh, so frequently too when they do fail, and then somebody has their vehicle towed in, it gets into the shop, it starts and it, it runs. It just starts. Fine. It starts right up. It's uh, it gets the tap test from the tow truck as you're cruising down the road. And that's the beauty of a lab scope. You can hook up your lab scope and look at the signature of the fuel pump, and a lot of times you can see an anomaly. An anomaly. Yeah. Um, but you know, we do sometimes. We'll get a vehicle in the fuel pump won't work. We go through the testing in the parking lot, and then when we get ready to fuel it in. Then we give it the tap test, so we don't have to have three guys push. Exactly. Send us an email in the shop at kgmi.com. We'll uh, take your call or take your emails and answer questions on future shows. You've been in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive.